gentlemen. First of all, welcome to Attitudes with Andy. Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate so much for listening. Uh, today, if you're watching on YouTube or Spotify, whatever platform, and you're seeing the video, you're probably like, Andy, what? You're wild. Where are you at? I'm at a studio on the sunny coast for a one-hit wonder podcast with Miss Riley May. So let me introduce you to our guest. So hold on to your hats because we've got an extraordinary guest. Riley May is a firecracker of a mindset and business mentor who's taken the industry by storm. At the ripe young age of 22, she's already achieved incredible success, generating a whopping $600,000 in revenue last year alone. And let me tell you, she's just getting started. But here's the kicker. Riley isn't just about the numbers. She's on a mission to help people break through their limiting beliefs and achieve their wildest dreams. With her expert guidance and infectious energy, she's changing lives left, right and (laughs) centre. And trust me when I say you're going to want to hear everything she has to say. What's more, Riley isn't your typical business coach. She's got a heart of gold, a contagious sense of humor, and a genuine passion for helping people succeed. So get ready to have some fun and learn some valuable insights as we dive into the story of how she built her empire of a business. Welcome, Riley. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you. That was, that was probably the best intro I've ever received. So I love that. Thank you. Thank you. you. And thank you for having me on the potty. My pleasure. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) As soon as I knew I was coming to the coast, I was like, it's happening. (laughs) Let's go. And we made it happen. So it's good. I'm excited for our chat today. We did. You probably feel comfortable Mm. because we're in your studio. Yeah, this is my studio. So (laughs) this is my chair, my spot, my mic. I feel good. Oh, I I didn't even notice that Mm. you sat in your... Yeah, this is my chair. (laughs) Yeah, I'm comfortable. This is good. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. So... Mm. There's uh, there's many questions I have here, but the first question I would love to know is actually before I start, I'd just like to say mm. business mentor and business coaching. I was I was one of those people who were like <laughs> cringe, mm. who would do that. And then I saw you post about your like aligned baddie eight week course. And I was like, who would do that? You know, like very resistant because mm. a lot of people ask like, oh, why did you do it? And I'm like, because I felt resistant as hell to do it. And I was like, oh, pfft please what does she know you know all the ego things coming up and then I was like oh there's probably a reason why I'm feeling resistant to doing that anyway Mm -hmm. long story short we did the eight weeks Mm -hmm. it was amazing it was life-changing a lot of people have noticed on my podcast there's been a different Andy Mm. anyway so I just wanted to put out there guys that like this shit is real and it's so freaking good and it's like way better than I ever expected it to be not that Mm -hmm. I had any expectations but it was wow Yeah. And that's even a testament to you for leaning in when there's resistance to lean in because it's so much easier to be triggered, be activated, resist something, not do the thing, judge it, whatever, than actually leaning in and putting yourself in proximity there and and you did it and it was good. And you're reaping the benefits of that as well. So I loved having you in that space. And it's just cool to see even where you were two months ago to where you are now. And it's like there, there is just a, such an evident shift in perspective in the way that you even lead your life and yourself and your, yeah, it's just cool. You, you've noticed the shift <laughs> and that's cool alone. So it's cool. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I was trying to compliment you and then you're just like, sp- Uno reverse. Uno reverse. This is what I see in you, but it's really cool. And it's just, I think really interesting as well. Um, like that perspective alone, because it is I would say fairly new particularly in Australia like the business coaching and just the coaching space in general and it's so easy outside looking in to be like what is going on in in this world and it is really a different world but once you're in it and you get a taste for it 
you actually realize what it's about and it's typically not what we immediately like assume that that it is so it's cool it's very cool Mm. yeah we're cool (laughs) we're cool we're good (laughs) we're just out here doing nothing (laughs) so the first question i have for you Mm. is you lead people a lot you help mentor people a lot what was kind of like your childhood like and have you always been Mm. a natural leader and like in the self-development world from a young age like what's that been Mm, good question (laughs) yeah I like that so I guess for me from a very young age I was someone who was followed I would say and when I think about that I wouldn't necessarily say followed literally but followed in the sense that people were curious about what I was doing who I was being what I was achieving and naturally I would say people gravitated towards me and I just stepped into being someone who led either groups or spaces or friendships and things like that and I would say it's funny because in one point it's been a massive part of my work in actually dissolving a lot of things that I've had to work through and come um, overcome rather because of you know being sort of like that natural leader from a young age but at the same time I think it's a huge testament to why I'm in this industry and why I do what I do now and I wasn't always business coach and mentor I started as a PT and then I moved into online coaching mindset coaching and now more business mentorship solely and that has been a very natural progression building my online business and then moving into mentorship but I think I've always backed myself and I can never remember a time in my life where I wasn't competitive or I didn't want to win or I conformed to the norm and things like that as well so I would say that I've been not so much a leader in terms of oh everyone's following me but a leader in my own life where I've always done from quite a stubborn (laughs) standpoint what I've wanted and I think that's definitely been a huge um, contributor to where I am now down to you know I think back to being young and if mum was to say Riley unpack the dishwasher it was like no I'd be waiting until I was ready to unpack Mm, the dishwasher so it was almost like that out of spite like don't tell me because I would have done it myself and I, I definitely lead with that now where I'm like I'll do things for as long as it's my idea, but don't swoop in and tell me what to do. So I almost feel like I had to work for myself because I just don't know how I would have gone being told what to do. Yeah. And that's that's really like the catalyst for that, I think. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. about to say, you must be very like a really bad employee. And I think that's a great the worst. thing mm. to be. I always say like, I'm a terrible employee. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you yeah. don't like being told what to do. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah it, it's so funny. I'm very much like my dad in that sense. And I always saw him, you know, run a business. And it was almost as if I never saw anything else for myself, as if there was no other option. Mm. It was almost as if, like, well, what would I do if I wasn't running my own business? And it wasn't as if I kind of had, I guess, like direct clarity on what that business would be. But I knew it would evolve and I knew I would always work for myself. And it's just, it's gone the way it's gone. And, and now I'm here. So, it's cool. Cool. Okay. So mm. I'd love to kind of work backwards, which by the way, I was doing some math before I came in. Mm. <coughs> love that. $600,000 in one year is I'm pretty sure like 12500 a week. Mm. Like that is an insane amount of money, especially at 22. Mm. Were you 21 last year? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was 21 last year. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> we're really yeah. good at math. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's a lot of money. Mm. Um, you finished school mm-hmm. and then you became a PT. Like what was your journey from? Because I know a little bit of your story, but, the, mm. you know, the people. The people. The people need to hear the progression. They need the context. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I I didn't like school. And come grade 10, I was – I wouldn't say that I was naughty. I would just say that I didn't like to go to school much. 
So I was passing, I was doing well. I was quite academic in the sense that I did well at school, but in terms of actually going to school, I lacked in the actual application of being there. So that was sort of me. And and with that, I decided to move school in grade 11 and 12 to like a state school close to me because they allowed me to do a traineeship for um, my cert three and four to become a PT. So for me, that felt like, yep, that's in alignment. That's what I want to do. I don't want to be at school. I don't want to be in a classroom. I don't like learning that way. So that kind of allowed me to be out of school like two to two and a half days a week, which was like chef's kiss, stunning. I was like, yeah, all about that. Um, So I was a qualified PT before I finished high school and I just moved straight into it. So I was already PTing during grade 12 and I also was doing coaching as well um, for Surf Life Saving. So that was sort of like my two jobs, I guess, in high school. And then coming out the back of grade 12, I was like, well, why don't I start my own PT business? I had gone to uni for about five weeks and decided this is not my jam. It's not what I want to do. No, I spent the entire time planning my PT business. And yeah, and then I went off on my own and started my PT business and did that for all of 2019 and then come 2020, COVID had hit. So I almost got kind of forced at that stage to move into the online space. And I already had that in mind come end of 2019. And then I was predominantly online and doing my thing there. I was charging, I think like $10 a week when COVID hit <laughs> for, for like this group program that I was running. And, and it was honestly just fun for me. I was just so deep in that grind and hustle of just like doing my own thing. I honestly saw earning $200 a week in my business as like, I fucking made it. Yeah. Like that was my perspective. I'm like, I, I've i made it because I have five clients paying me $30 a session for an hour and that is like, I'm good. Yeah, you, you know? generated that yourself. Totally. So cool. Totally. And I just left school. So that was just wild to me that I could work for myself, work my own hours. I was working really, really hard, like very, very long hours. Um, but what it was just exciting. Hours slash day. Yeah. So I would get up around like probably 3.45, 4. And I'd do my PT in the mornings right up until say like 11, 11.30. I'd have about three hours during the day where I'd do my online work. And then come afternoons, I was working at F45 at the time because they had offered me a job. So I would go to F45 from, I think, oh, I would have to, I would have to like pull back my calendar, but I think I would go around 1.30 train and then I would coach from three till around, I think the last class was 6.30, get home at 7.38 and that was... And pass out. That was, yeah, and pass out. Dinner, go to bed and I'd come home sweaty and just a mess from my day. But I love those days because in reflection, I had to work really hard and... I think it's easy to see people where they are in their success or in what they've built and go, oh, it's easy for you. When I'm like, no, I have worked every single day and hour arguably since I left school and I have been so focused on building a business Um, and that's what's required. And I think that's a really important part when it comes to building a business where I feel at times there can be a little bit of entitlement moving into the coaching space where it's like, oh, I just want to come in and I want to earn all this money and I want the clients to come to me when it's like, that's not how it fucking works. Like you do have to apply yourself. You do have to have that grit and resilience. And I think that goes for any industry and any business where having a business is not easy. There there is that initial grind and that initial grind can be a three to four year period, but it's so worth it in the long run. And that's kind of how things progress where I had actually scaled my online um, coaching business for health and fitness. And, and it turned into mindset towards the end. And I was doing really 
high cash months and I got to around 50k cash months in that before I ever looked at becoming a business mentor. And I knew it was my long-term goal. And I would say I almost got kind of not even pushed into it, but just like very easily encouraged by women in my DMs, just asking for, for mentorship for business. So it was something where I, yeah, I just thought, well, if not now, then when? And people are literally asking for this service based on the business that I've built and the timing just felt really right. So that's when I moved into solely mindset for a stint of last year, which was 2022. And then come mid-year, I was in business mentorship solely for private mentorship and still doing the mindset sort of like, it'll just always exist within business because it's such a huge part of obviously personal development and running a business. Yeah. Stunning. Mm. Fuck, there's so much in there that I want to unpack. (laughs) Um, Quick question though, do you still do your... um you know, gym stuff or do you just do mindset and business? Yeah, yeah, no more gym stuff anymore. So that would have ran up until like roughly mid last year rather. And then I, yeah, kind of cut all that. And it was just a slow progression of actually kind of shifting who I was on the scenes and, and starting to relate more to business conversations, business content and things like that. And then that was kind of just dwindling out behind the scenes as well. So it made the transition easy, not kind of going like cold turkey on fitness and, and online coaching and then hard into business it was just a very natural progression and now I'm only in the business space yeah okay and mm. that's just what you prefer to do yeah 100% yeah. yeah I loved online coaching and I loved that space for the years that I did it but my passion is definitely more mindset and and business I love business I love talking business I love building a business and I think when I when I reflect like my favorite part of the last four years has been building the business you know over what I was actually teaching and what I was actually coaching as much as that is a massive passion and you know health and fitness is still a huge part of my life all of my private clients even in a business sense very much align with my goals when it comes to health and fitness as well so that's still kind of like an undercurrent I would say in coaching but it's not what is being coached on yeah Mm. so you've I was gonna ask this later on but you already (laughs) brought it up so let's talk about it let's talk about um like the hustle culture and I'm not talking Mm. about like toxic hustle culture of like you know, not sleeping and stuff Mm. like that. Like obviously you need to look after yourself, but I really liked how you said like you do have to put in the work and a lot of people are entitled. So is that something that comes Mm. up quite a lot? Like people will buy your, you know, coaching and think like, oh, I can just start doing it and I'll just start making $600,000 in Mm. one year. Um, Is that something that comes up quite a bit? Yeah, I think there's almost, um, how would I put this? Like a a movement, a trend or whatever in the industry now where I think coaching really blew up as in like, you know, online coaching blew up last year Mm. um, in every single aspect. And I think a lot of people saw that and were like, oh my God, I want to become a coach. I'm just going to start a coaching business for mindset or PT or whatever it may have been without actually considering what's required of you to build a business, but actually be a coach, be a mentor, have the grit, have the resilience and all of the things. And, And again, that goes beyond just having a coaching business that's just having a business in general, right? And I think a big part in that is is being a little bit blind potentially to what is required of you and then feeling um, like a little bit of a victim when things don't go the way that you potentially think they're going to go. And I think it is really, really important that when you are moving into building any business or just having any goal that you do have that passion, that genuine drive to actually create impact ultimately, right? Because yes, money's great. I love money. I love talking about money, but 
it was never the goal. Like I said, when I was earning $200 a week, I was genuinely so fucking happy, so happy. And I remember sitting down with my dad one day and it was so, so cute, really. I used to sit down on Fridays and invoice all my clients like Aww, by hand. Did by that for, hand? Yeah, literally like I would write the invoices. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know. And this was only a couple of years ago. So it just shows though your lack of, lack of knowledge and awareness and how like from a scalability standpoint, like your handwriting invoices on a Friday, like it doesn't make any sense. But I'm also always like, wow, I, I fucking did that. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, I did that and that, um, it's just amazing hindsight to have. And it's, it's a part of the journey. It's a part of the story. And I remember sitting down with my dad and going, wow, like if I get X amount of clients at $30 a week, I'm going to earn a thousand dollars a week. And I was just so stoked on that. And I couldn't believe that like I was doing that. It just felt like the most surreal thing in the world. And yeah, I think, It's just having that awareness moving in that it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be this seamless journey. But if you're willing to put in the work to invest in yourself, your business, like that's a huge component as well, then you will, you will go the long term. You'll have that longevity in here. But if you move in with entitlement to any business and just expect it to take off, no wonder things feel hard after three months into business, right? Because it's like, you can't have that level of entitlement. Like the amount of free things I've done, free masterclasses, free programs, PDFs, value on Instagram. I've showed up every single day for five years. Like there's so many things where I'm like, it takes time and it takes building brand and community and all these different things. And it's just really, really important to have that awareness moving in. Yeah, I love Mm. it. And I agree with all of that. And I also think there is nothing more satisfying than like working hard. Literally, like if it just all came easily, it'd mm-hmm. be so boring. A hundred percent. I think about that all the time, all the time. And it, it's so true. Like I always think about it like this, right? So I get my car cleaned <laughs> and sometimes I get in it after it's cleaned and I'm like, oh, I don't care to keep this clean in the sense that I didn't clean it right? And there's a difference. When you clean your car, you're like, wait, watch the sand when you get in it or don't chuck that thing in the back seat because you're, you're more hypervigilant to like, oh, I don't want to get my car cleaned because I worked hard to get it clean in the first place. So every time I get my car cleaned, I'm always just noting that part of myself that's a little bit more lent back in like, oh, I can just like get it dirty the next day or it doesn't matter if there's sand on the floor because I didn't physically have to put in the work to make that thing clean and to make that thing beautiful or whatever it may be. So same goes for anything in life. It's like, if you get given something, the the product feels different, right? The outcome feels different compared to doing that thing yourself. And I think it's just interesting when you do think of very surface level examples, like a car as an analogy to be like, yeah, it hits different when you actually have to work for something. Yeah, no, definitely. I love that analogy. Mm. And like, you'll listen to interviews with highly hyper successful people and they will all talk. This is what I've noticed. The common factor is they'll all talk about the journey to getting to where they were was actually the best bit and like the building phase. So, mm. because when I first started this podcast, I just kept looking at the numbers and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And then I was just like, just forget about the numbers. I was like, just enjoy it. And then as soon as I was enjoying it, that's when like, you know, it starts to grow mm. and then... I don't know. It's just so much better. (laughs) You're just enjoying the journey. I always think about like future me and where I'm going to be at. And then I'm like, I'll look back and be like, this was the best bit, like Mm, growing. It is. Yeah. The journey. The journey. The journey. It's what is success without the journey? Like what is the result without the journey? It's so true. It's like if you're not growing and evolving and expanding and learning, what's the point of the outcome? 
like the results never going to feel good and I feel like in the last year I've had so many milestones and so many things that I've hit in terms of financial goals and just um you know goals in business as well the things that I wanted to do or achieve and they don't even feel that good (laughs) right it's really interesting where what you think a certain goal will feel like when you get there is not what it feels like when you do it Mm, I'm actually not surprised that you said that because a lot of business people say you Mm. think once I hit 100k or 500 or a million like then I'll I'll just feel so satisfied Mm. and whole and it's just like you won't and that's okay. That's why you like, you got to enjoy the journey. That's why yeah. a lot of Alex, you know, Alex Hormozy, mm. love him. That's why he always says like business is a game. Cause it's not like you just mm. hit a milestone and you're yeah. like, all right, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Riley Mays hit 600 K. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Not even, and, and not even kind of. And that's the funny thing where it's, what would it have been last year? So I was sort of moving from consecutive 35 ish K months. And then I moved to a company and I hit a 75 K month. And wait, what do you mean you moved to a company? So I was a sole trader and then yeah, transitioned to a company. And then, you know, and not that that was the catalyst for having (laughs) high cash months, but that was kind of where I was at in business. And I remember thinking like, wow, when I hit a 50 K month, I'm going to feel like I've made it. When I hit a 70 K month, a hundred K month, whatever it may have been. And I hit a 75 coming off the back of consistent 35. So I, I skipped wow. a lot of milestones um, that I thought I would go through. And it's just funny. Like it, it does not feel like what you think it's going to feel like. Arguably that was the hardest month of my life. Wow. Why was that? Because mm. you were kind of like, wait, what? Well, just processing a lot behind the scenes and then hitting that goal, you kind of think to yourself, like, I'm going to feel like I've made it or I'm going to feel like I'm done or that I've just hit this level of success and I'm untouchable or whatever the story may be. And I remember it would have been around January last year, my mentor at the time asked me, what, what's a goal? What's a, like a monetary goal that feels like it's so out of reach for you? And I was thinking about it and I said to her, 70K month. Like if I did a 70K month, I wouldn't do a 70K month. Like that was my mindset. I was like, I, I, if I did hypothetically, but there's no way that I could or would. And then you do it and you go, what would it be like to hit an 100K month, <laughs> right? The goalpost moves. The goalpost moves, yeah. 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 So it's just very, very interesting. And even now it, it's funny because I'm like, yeah, last year was great, but I'm just getting started. Mm. like that just feels like the tip you know of the iceberg where I'm like yeah I had an amazing year but it doesn't yeah it doesn't even nearly feel complete yeah and is that like a much better way to look at things does that excite you more than just Mm. like oh I'll be fulfilled when like you're aware that that's actually a trap Mm. well that's exactly it like it is a trap because if if we settle in I, I think a lot has to do with conditioning right and even like to to take it a bit deeper oh, let's, let's, do it. <laughs> let's just do it um it's a lot of conditioning right where it's like once upon a time I thought earning a hundred thousand dollars in a year was like I've made it you know if I make a hundred k in a year I can live x life I can have x house I can go on x amount of holidays like that's that's the goal for me I was like wow like if I could do that I'm I'm good and then you do that and then you do 200 and then you cross 300 and then you cross 400 and then it keeps going and you go oh I could earn a lot of fucking money here and it's not even about the money and I think that's a really important thing to remember where it's like I have normalized earning a lot of money I've normalized people in my world earning a lot of money and I think it's such an important conversation to have and to normalize because based on conditioning a lot of the time we don't give ourselves permission to desire having money, to desire grinding, to desire building a business. It's like that permission slip gets to exist and you get to want to earn money. And I think that's a really, really cool thing to anchor into. But 
it's never done. And when you look at your conditioning around money and what you think is accessible to you, it's just really interesting that once you break that glass ceiling, the limit doesn't exist, rightly 100k that I thought would be the most profound thing to ever hit in my life that's that doesn't even touch the surface now and and not in terms of like a greed thing but in terms of what's accessible to me you know there's no cap on money in the world there's no cap on what you can earn and the minute you you just realize that you've got evidence of that you can anchor into that I'm like even a million dollars that's amazing money but it's not the limit you know, it's like anything is possible. And I think realizing that, trusting that, knowing that, it changes your perspective on what is success. Mm. Would you say you're fulfilled? Mm. Yeah. Yep. And I'm fulfilled in the sense of I'm not fulfilled and settled. I'm fulfilled because I love the way I live my life. Yeah. Yeah, because you're always learning and mm-hmm. growing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to put words no, in your mouth. <laughs> that's, that's exactly, no, that's exactly it. It's like if I'm not growing, if I'm not eating better food, if I'm not improving my quality of sleep, if I'm not training well, if my body is in pain, then I'm not fulfilled. So it's like if I can create a life for me where I as a human – I'm getting better and better and better and better and better. And I happen to be creating more impact and I happen to earn more money. Cool. That's a byproduct. But me as a human, I'm fulfilled. And I think that's fulfilled, but never satisfied. Ooh. That's the way I would put it. So when you achieve something, say not monetary, but you've Mm. impacted X amount of lives or something like not money related, but you've done Mm. something good. Do you celebrate yourself or do you go, okay, what more can I do? No, celebrate for sure. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But not celebrating in a sense of like, oh, I'm settling for this. Like this is, this is the cap. I'm only ever going to have 30 people in a program. I'm only ever going to make 600K. I'm only ever going to go on one holiday. Like whatever the story is, it's like, I'm so fulfilled in that. And I'm so happy with that. And I'm so proud of myself and I celebrate that, but I'm not done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, go queen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Let's go. <laughs> yeah, go queen. What's next? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, I would love to know mm. what is, if you happen to know it, the answer to this, mm. what's the total amount of money you've invested in your own personal development? Oh, Andy. Andy, Andy, Andy. Last year, 180. Fucking hell, just yeah. last year. Last year. You paid the one, wait, wait. $180,000. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. You're like $180? Like, <laughs> $180,000. Yeah, and, and this year, um, so far, I'm going to say $140,000. That's mm. <laughs> incredible. I yeah. love this. Mm. So what was the first kind of big investment you made and where were you at and like how did it make you feel? Mm, Sick. (laughs) Absolutely sick. It was the beginning of 2020, beginning of 2020. I was a year into business at that stage and I had this pull of like, I left school and I don't know how to run a business, right? I had this moment of like, I'm actually just winging things here. Like I've got no idea what I'm doing. I had no website for two years. Like I was just doing, I was doing whatever I was doing to, to make things work, which was actually perfect. But I had this pull of like, I want a business coach. And it was very, very new in 
I'm going to say Australia, like you couldn't really find many business coaches at that point, um, very heavily like American based, which was amazing, but it was new. Like it wasn't a norm that coaches had coaches and, and that wasn't really a thing. Um, in my world as of yet. So I remember looking on Instagram and I went business coaches and all these coaches came up and I literally just scrolled and scrolled and I'm like, that one, that, that's my coach. <laughs> oh, the, that one. Mm, the decision was, was honestly that deep. And I had messaged her and I said, Hey, how do I do coaching? I can't even quite remember what I had said. <laughs> and it was six months of private mentorship. I mean, 6k rather for six months of private mentorship. Okay. And I thought I was going to die. Yeah. That to me felt so scary and such a stretch like I'm just gonna pay this person six thousand dollars like what are they gonna give me what am I gonna get what's gonna change what's the return on investment like all of these things going through my head and everyone in my life that loves and cares for me was like do not do this like this is not a a good investment to make like who is this girl what's she gonna give you and I committed to the investment and I called her a week later and I was like hey change of mind like I'm actually not gonna do it whatever I had said and she's like I'm actually gonna hold you to your commitment and and you're gonna do it and I did and at that time I had in all honesty I'd saved a lot of money um probably around like fifty thousand dollars at the time but I had been saving every single cent in my business to the point where like I would spend $50 out of a thousand a week, like that type of saving. So I would just put everything away. So it wasn't that I was earning all of this money and it was compounding. It was like, no, I just didn't spend anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What what were you you saving for anything in particular? House. Okay. Which is so funny. (laughs) But saving for a house at the time and yeah, my perspective on that, that's like another episode in itself. But yeah, saving for a house. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to put 6K of my 50 into this coach. And that was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to spend $6,000. Anyway, fast forward four weeks, I invested 15K up front with her for a different container and moved out of home and, and did all of these things and hired a um, virtual assistant. So I was just outsourcing paying coaches. It kind of just really catapulted the outsourcing for me where I had just been hoarding everything mm. that I earned within my business. And then I was like, you know what? It's going back in. And then I was yeah. doing these ones, um, which was amazing. And that was the first investment, which now I'm like, that's so funny. <laughs> that that 6K sent me, like so dysregulated, but very cool in hindsight. Are you still with this coach? No, different coach now. No. Yeah. yeah. But I was with her for a year nice. at the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably one of her biggest claim to fame. Yeah, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. But yeah, just a very, very cool experience. It was an entirely new world to me. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I invested in a different mentor that year as well for um, more health and fitness side of things. And then come 2021, I've invested in my private mentor now who I'm still with and, and done lots of masterminds and courses and masterclasses and things like that as well. And yeah, I've been with my private mentor now for 15 months and I've locked in the rest of the year with her. Amazing. Mm. And what's her name? Jessie Williams. Yeah. Who's her? Who's her? Oh, Jessie Williams. Yeah, we love her. <laughs> we love her. She's great. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. did like a, a million in one year, didn't she? Mm, I think 1.3. 1.2 oh, yeah. or 3. Oh, sorry. Yeah. How yeah. <laughs> 300k up. Yeah, wow. I know she did well. Yeah. What a queen. Mm. So what was the first kind of mindset 
course or live coaching you did outside of your PT? What was the first thing you were like, all right, this is it. Yeah, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, so I guess with that first mentor, I really got into more like the energetic side of things and I really was learning more about like conditioning and programming. And I think it's funny because in hindsight, I always had the language and knew this stuff, but then having the actual language for it, I was like, oh, this is what I do with my clients and this is what I'm actually speaking about and different things like that. So that kind of moved me into that space. And then I did a course through Aruka Healing, which was a lot of like inner child work and somatic healing and things like that as well, which I implemented with clients, which I loved. And that just taught me a lot around like ego and concept of self. And it was kind of NLP and it it was just a lot of different things kind of combined in the one course. And that gave me a really amazing overview of just mindset on a deeper level. But um most recent in as in the last two years has been more down the shadow work route and I love that side of things so I feel like now it's kind of my work is like a combination of all parts in a mentorship lens for business as well but that was kind of that initial initial phase in the mindset um coaching world Mm. and what was kind of one of the biggest what is one of the biggest things that clients come to you about or they Mm. don't realize that they're facing but you help them with yeah I would even say it's a lot to do and speaking now with like the business clients I work with of course we're looking at branding we're looking at strategy we're looking at scalability and things like that but nine times out of ten it's got more to do with your mindset, your concept of self, the way you perceive yourself, the world around you, your audience and things like that and that has a massive impact on your business, right? And the trajectory rather of your business. And it's so easy to look at the tangible, right? Like I need to change this course or I need to change the way I sell or I need to change the way I launch. And that is great and it's fine and it's perfect and it's a huge side of business. But a lot of it is energetics. A lot of it is our own work around our conditioning and our programming and money beliefs and different things that actually limit us when it comes to running a business and having the ability to sell and sell well and to launch programs and to just be a really safe and neutral leader for clients moving into your world as well. Because if we don't do the work on ourselves, if we don't understand and know ourselves, it's going to, to some extent, be confusing for our audience, mm. right? If you're confused, so are your audience. And I think a lot of the time we're in this industry and we're, we're in the coaching world. And if we stop growing, stop learning about ourselves, naturally there's resistance there. Mm. What's one of the biggest things you've had to overcome? being a mindset coach Mm, good one if you're if you feel comfortable to share um gosh I feel like the biggest thing it's so hard because the work never really stops so it's like what what month like what month are we talking about sort of thing so I, I would say that um God, even recently would be a lot around actually seeing myself where I'm at and building external awareness where for a long time I've wanted to kind of, to an extent, place more, which is ironic because I feel like I don't really play small. Wait, but what do you mean? Oh, play small. Sorry, play small. I heard that wrong. <laughs> You're like, what? I thought you said pay small. I was like, what? why are we like, pacing? Yeah, pay small. No, play small just in terms of, yeah, how I'm moving in business and what I'm doing and where I'm actually seeing myself to the part where it's like I see myself as one thing when really I'm actually up here, but I don't fully see myself there yet. So a lot of almost like, 
like shadow work and bringing into awareness um, things that do happen external of me, compliments that I do get, things that are true and letting that be reflected in the work I do, the way I move and, and what I'm doing within my business as well. So it doesn't necessarily sound super profound or pivotal outside looking in, but a lot comes up in processing things like that. Mm. Mm. What's your favorite compliment to receive? Oh, you got some, you've got some good stuff coming my way with these questions. <laughs> um, gosh, let me think. <laughs> I would say ability to hold a safe space. You know, when someone says to me, like you hold a really safe space, I'm like, wow, Aww. like that feels really, really good. And if someone feels safe in my presence, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. And that's yeah. so important because how so can important. people because you know you're mm. you're in a very vulnerable honest open space that people kind of need to open up for you to be able to help them yeah yeah are yeah. you good at like reading between people's reading between the lines and seeing through mm. people's bullshit I think that comes with holding space right because it's like the more that you can be quiet the more that you can reflect the more that you can observe the better you're going to be able to coach, right? And just actually see patterns and, and see things. And that's definitely come with doing my own work and, and a progression over time. But yeah, I think I do have a really good ability to see people and understand people and hear people. And when you know conditioning, you know programming, you can read between lines, you can connect dots. Like that, that a lot of the time is the work. Like we're a mirror for people and we're reflections. Um, rather, we are like a soundboard for people is more what I'm saying. So it's like when you come to me with something, I'm going to be more of a soundboard for you to actually come to your own conclusion and see your work in that. And you know, right? It's like we actually all know our own stuff, but we need that person sometimes to be that mirror for us and that soundboard for us and I think that's really really important as well to remember that it's like we actually have the power in us it's just having someone there to bring that power out of you and allow you to see your own power which is huge Mm, Mm. definitely yeah the bit where you're like you already know you already know (laughs) when we were that part of the course and you were like yeah you already know and I was like but I don't know. I like, I'm like, but you do know. And how you said how we'll tend to, especially women, I think, we'll mm. tend to like go to other people more, not really to get their opinion, but more for validation mm. of like, oh yeah, you should do this. And now I've been catching myself all the time because I realize that I do it to my housemates and I do it to my sister. Yeah. I'm kind of like checking with them. Like I know what I want to do. It's like I'm checking with them. And I'm like, Andy, stop doing that. Mm. Yeah. Huge piece around self-trust. Mm. like do we actually trust ourselves to make a decision and deal with the consequences of that decision because if we've got people in our corner that supported us it's not going to feel as bad if it fails because we all decided not just me Ooh, <laughs> we're mm. doing some mindset stuff <laughs> yeah, we're doing some mindset stuff but it's just interesting isn't it like human behavior where you're like oh interesting Like I actually don't trust myself to support myself or take responsibility if this failed, if this didn't work, if this did work. Like how can I actually create safety for myself? Oh, I'll get people on board. Bang. Mm. Yeah, okay, stop asking. (laughs) I tell you a decision I've made without asking anyone. I love it. Everyone who's listening to this wants to be like, Mm. Andy, you crazy cat. I thought we had the whole month off because we have season four coming, but I've made the decision this whole year we're going to have a – guest episode every single week not doing it in seasons anymore i love that did you that. check with anyone no no 
Did I potentially Google to see if seasons are better? <laughs> yes. Yes, but you have the self-trust. And it's cool. Like, it's just cool that you're like, oh, I can make that call for myself. Yeah, we'll yeah. make it work. And here we are. Here we are. Happy as can be. I love it. So I am curious and I'm... And I want to be mindful of how I word this, but I'm sure you'll understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. You're 22. I'm mm-hmm. 23. Mm-hmm. Put it there. We're that young. For us. We're young. As fuck. So do you ever get people kind of being like, who does she think she is? She's that young. She can't be a life coach. Not that you. Do you say you're a life coach? No, I would. No, I, I mean, I would say just more. It's just gone from PT, online mindset, yeah. business. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, Life coach is quite an old term as well, I feel. Mm. It's also hard because we're like, can we say life coach yeah. quite young? <laughs> well, I think there's like actual courses for life coaching. Oh. So, oh, yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like it's almost like you do that course and then you're a life coach. There we go, guys. Let's, let's yeah. Life coach. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do you get a lot of those projections and do you ever put that in your mind? No, do you actually, I totally do. Okay. I don't get those projections. I project that on myself. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So this is a me thing. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because to some extent, it's not a thing for me. And then to another extent, it is a thing for me. So it's actually even back to your question of like, what's been a big thing to process. I wouldn't even say it's like, oh, I'm processing this. But it's a story that comes up for me. Yeah, okay. Where I'm like, oh, I'm just noticing I'm the youngest one in the room. Or, oh, I'm just noticing I'm the youngest one in this container. Or, oh, I just noticed that I'm younger than my client. However, it doesn't stop me from doing what I want to do. Cool. So you're like, I'm aware of it, but I don't have to believe it. Totally. And I don't believe it is something that hinders me. You know, in the sense that even in business mentorship, it's like, to me, the evidence in anyone that I hire is what business have you built? Who are you as a human? What life do you live? What are your relationships like? How do you look after yourself? Like, how, how have you scaled your business? Like, these are the factors that I look at, not, oh, and how old are you? Yeah. Right? So it's like with anything, if that's not a factor for me, I need to look at the part where I potentially use the age card as an excuse to either do things or not do things. Mm. So I would say for me, it's more of a convenience thing of I'll pull out the, oh, I'm only young when it's convenient for me to not do something versus that actually being a limitation that I face because it's not a limitation that I face. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good answer. Mm. And it's also like when, whenever, now I've realized, first of all, don't take advice from every single person. Only take advice from people who you want to be like in any area. Yeah. You know, somebody might have like horrible relationships, but they might be really good with investing. So maybe take their advice mm-hmm. in investing. Do not take their advice in yeah. relationships. And like when I was considering whether to invest in you, you know, mm. my ego was like, oh, she's she's so young. Like, you know, what does she know? I'm so sorry. Like, I hope you're okay. I I'm, can handle it. I can hold projections. This. I'm good. <laughs> I'm only saying this because I know that's utter bullshit and I'm, mm. and I'm past it now. But but then I thought, yeah, but she's ahead of you in the journey of where you want to be. So I was like, well, mm. then she's a great person to learn from. It doesn't matter about yeah. her age. It's just like, are they ahead in something that you want to do? Totally. And it's like, go learn from them. Mm. And I would even say, it's like, does age play in for a factor for what you can and can't do? For me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not usually, although actually that's a lie because sometimes on those podcasts, like I always preface like we're learning and growing from other people because I'm like, I know nothing. Like I'm so young. Don't learn from me. But then, but then I also do many episodes where I'm teaching. So it's all good. Totally. We overcome it. 
Exactly. But isn't it even cool where it's like, of course you were going to project on me. Oh, but she's so young because that's a story for you. Bang. Another mindset. I'm getting called out. (laughs) (laughs) No, but this is like, this is like catching our own thing, right? If I project that someone's too young, naturally I'm going to fear people judging me for being too young because that's a story for me. If that's not a story for me, I'm not going to predict that other people think it. So true. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's a lie. I do think about it. (laughs) But it's just, it's, this is, this is why this work is so good though. Cause you're like, oh, (laughs) I can see it now. And once you have the awareness, you have the choice to choose different. So for me, I'm like, I actually know my ability to mentor. I know my ability to coach. I know what I've been through in my life that has led me to having the mindset that I do live the life that I do, whatever it may be. So there's no doubt in my mind that I can coach you from, from moving to A to B right? If I, if I couldn't do that, cool. I might pull the age card, but I can do that. Right. So it's, it's just not my go-to, um, it's not my go-to reason or excuse as to why I can't do things because I choose to not let that be the reason. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was wondering how many staff do you have? Do you have staff? So I have two VAs that work for me yeah. at the moment. Two virtual um, assistants. One's not enough. <laughs> one's not <laughs> enough. So one works under one and she's sort of my main oh my girl. God, no way. Yeah. So oh. now I am actually about to, it's funny you ask this, I'm about to do my first hire tomorrow of oh. all things. So advertise for my full-time business manager role, which will be, I'm very excited. Cool. I'm excited to have someone full-time under my business. Yeah. So that's going to be cool. Yeah. yeah. Do you get lonely? In my business? Yeah. Hmm. I would say no. I would say no right now. Is business at times lonely? Yes. Have I got myself in an incredible circle of women in business? I do. So I'm good. Um, And I would say that I have my mentors. I'm in masterminds. I've got incredible friends. My partner's supportive. My parents are supportive. I have a lot of noise around me that's very activating noise. And I I love the noise around me. So I'm never lonely in the sense that I've got my clients. I've got my work. I've got my people. And I choose to keep that circle fairly small and in a frequency that I like to operate in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's important. Because I suppose if you... Well, I mean, maybe you, are you still friends with your friends from school? No, no. Okay, so, and that's probably not because they're terrible people or anything. No, it's probably no, just your, you've taken different paths. I'm, I'm wondering whether if you were still hanging out with them, one, if you'd be in the place you're at, but two, if you would feel a bit lonely because they wouldn't be able to relate or understand mm-hmm. what you're going through. Yeah. It's not, you're never in the business of making people wrong. And I think that's a huge thing as well. It's like no one is right or wrong based on where they're at in their life and their relationships and their business in their journey and their careers, like whatever, that's perfect. But it is important that I believe when you're building a business, it's kind of trailblazer energy. Like you do have your headlights on and that's where you're going. And if you want to keep taking detours, that's perfect, but you're going to, you're going to take a longer time to get there. So for me, headlights are on and the only people jumping in my car are the people that are coming with me. Yeah. And are those, how do you distinguish, you know, if you're like, am I keeping this friend or am I maybe potentially letting them go? Mm. I think it comes back to, you know, Mm. right? Like you actually know if someone is, holding you back or expanding you like to me it's it's like that's it that's actually the question I'm like okay is this person expanding me or are they holding me back if they even move into the holding me back there's just distance created there because you can't have people slow you down 
No, you can't. You can't. We gotta send it. <laughs> we gotta send it. And if you want to send it, you need people in your corner that are sending it as well. And it's just important. It's so important to be around people that back you. I, I really, really believe that. And if you're not having conversations that are elevating you, expanding you in your everyday life, it's like this energy of you're dipping into these expansive conversations and then you're dipping out and then you're dipping in and then you're dipping out. For me, I'm just in. She's my whole in. my whole life is expansive conversations. I was talking to my parents about this last night and I was saying to them, I'm like, you know, it's actually challenging. I find it challenging to be in conversations about, you know, problems or things that people are going through that I actually just don't want to talk about or I don't want to normalize. You know, there's so much that you know, we normalize in society and the world. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it because I've got nothing to say or contribute because it's not my belief. And that's fine. Like mm. it, it's so perfect, but does it serve me? It doesn't. So I choose to not be a part of it. Mm. Yeah. Choose bigger problems to have. Where'd you get that one from? I don't know. I was telling myself, I'm like, Andy, we've got bigger fish to fry. Yes, but it's true. And it's then when true. you said we have bigger yeah. problems, I was like, oh, that's probably. <laughs> I, I, I like I mean. the fish to fry. That can be that can we be your thing. I like that. I like that. Woo! Okay, I'm just gonna check. I've, I haven't even checked this one. I'm so interested. <laughs> We're oh, just like, in our riff. Oh, we are. We I are. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. holy, I've really. I've really asked pretty much all of these. Um, but comparing your schedule to when you first started to where you are now, mm. what is it like? What are your work hours now? What's your balance? <laughs> so if I think about when I first started, there's no balance. There's no work life. Like you're just working. Yeah. You know, and it's it's literally just, you're just working. And was that fun? Fun. Loved it. Right. Loved it. That's I think fun. I took during a lockdown, I took 12 weeks almost straight like I'm talking I woke up I fell asleep creating an ebook 12 weeks I love this right Gary V would be really proud weeks he would I, I'd hope so but I spent 12 weeks creating this ebook and is that scalable is that efficient no it's none of the things but I did it and yeah. I'm I loved it and I was so proud of it and that's that's business like I, there was no work-life balance I was even laughing with my housemate the other day where I'm like I used to carry my laptop around with me like oh I'm just gonna go to the shops quickly or I'm just gonna go to my mom's quickly or whatever and I bring my laptop because it was like this codependency of but what if I need to work Aww. in the next hour or what if I need to do something or finish something or send a link or whatever and th- that that's the fun of it I'm so glad I had that um stage in business but now I I don't work much to be honest and it's not in the energy of I'm not working but the way I see my life now is me going to the gym is work me eating good food is work me sleeping eight hours is work like I kind of just see me as a human is the work where it's like people are paying to be in my energy people are paying to be mentored by me that means my brain has to be functioning properly it means I've got to be fit I've got to be healthy I've got to be rested like I see all parts as my job so Am I working all the time? Yes. Am I working tangible hours at a laptop? I'm not. I pretty much outsource um, at this stage in business 
everything outside of course creation, being on live calls and doing trainings and obviously plugging into Voxer with clients. But my day pretty much looks like me waking up, I go on my walk, I plug into Voxer, come what home. What do you mean by plug into Voxer? For the, <laughs> the people like, what the fuck? What is she plugging into? Yeah, um, before I started your course, yeah, like, everyone was being like, oh, the Voxer chat. I was like, what? Like, I don't I get this. being like, hey, I think this is a group chat. I'm not <laughs> You're like, I don't get this. Yeah, well, okay. So Voxer is um, pretty much just like a, a whatsapp or a messaging platform and you can plug in like walkie talkie vibes so it's just like voice noting messaging <laughs> so elite. it's solely we love it we love box out so that's sort of my mornings and then i come home might do a bit of course creation or i might do a little bit of content creation i'll usually sell on my stories make myself a big breakfast i might do a master class or a course that i'm running and then I'll probably lay in the sun for a little bit. I'll do some other content creation. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll do some course creation. I'll probably sell again. I'll plug back into Voxer. And that pretty much is my day. And in terms of all the backend payments, Instagrams, all of the things that my team is, is doing that. So, Wait, is your team running your Instagram? No, not my Instagram, oh. the team Instagram. I was like, have I not been speaking to you? You were like, <laughs> is that not you? No, no, no. I Everything on my Instagram is word for word mine, posted by me. <laughs> the team Instagram is run by my team. Okay. I yeah. really like that you outsource. What, everything. At, what, at what point? A lot of people... Mm. Okay, one of the companies that I do a bit of contract work... Contract? Contract work for. Mm-hmm. Love working for them. But God, the owner of the business who's been running this business for 10 years still does the invoices like pays the invoices i'm like brother outsource that yeah what are you doing yeah yeah it's it changes your entire life and ability to scale your business because for me at this stage in my business and don't get me wrong there was a time where i was paying the invoices i was doing the kajabi backend i'm website all of the things payments emails whatever now i stay in my zone of genius mm and that's where I need my time, energy, attention to be. Because if yeah. I'm, you know, in their coaching clients that are paying me a lot of money to be in my world in a private container, but then I'm going back in and trying to fix a website, but then I'm coming back over here and then I'm back in my emails dealing with, you know, failed payments or whatever. It, it's, it's a disconnect. It's like, I need to be here because that's what I'm paid to do. I'm not getting paid to refine my website. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a different level now for me and that's what feels good and my graphic design gets done um, and podcasting. I, I Yeah, everything. I was like, these graphics look great. Not me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Not me. I, I do my Instagram posts. Like I've got some templates, but I kind of play around with that. Um, but yeah, no, every, everything is outsourced and that's the way I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at what point were you like, okay, it's time to, time to outsource? So I outsourced well before I should have outsourced in the best way possible. Financially speaking. Oh, oh, well before you should have outsourced. Yeah. Yeah. So I moved business fully online and I stopped face-to-face PT. It would have been the beginning of 2021, I'm going to say. And I 
knew I wanted to be online and I was really pushing the online space and I was probably earning $900 a week because I had completely cut back my income to move online and to have that period of no face-to-face and just grinding. And I thought I need help. Like I actually need help to do things that I don't know how to do. That's when I outsourced to a when VA. you're earning $900 a week. Yep. Love this. Paying, okay. paying rent, paying mentorship. Like I was saving maybe 50 bucks a week maybe $50 a week. So I was pretty much breaking even. And I knew in my mind, and I've always been pretty like, if I say I'm going to do something, it'll happen. I just, I don't know. I don't give myself the option. I'm stubborn. (laughs) Um, So I said to myself, okay, I'm going to outsource and mid-year, I'm going to do this big launch. It's going to do really, really well. And that's going to be what happens for me moving forward. Like it's just going to catapult things. And this is the, this is the frog that I need to eat right now. Like this is what I have to do. And yeah, I went from $900 weeks and mid-year we had our launch and she'd been working for me for maybe three or four months. And part-time I had No, part-time. part-time. So it, that's the best thing about virtual assistants. You could give them two hours work a week or 12 hours work a week or 20 hours work a week. Yeah. So, And are they I, in Australia or overseas? Australia, yeah. So yeah. you didn't go overseas because you can get more work yeah. cheaper. I don't like that. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I, not that I don't like it and I don't think it's smart. I think if that works for you, perfect. But for me, I'm like, it just felt good to have someone in Australia, even though it is like at times six, seven times the, oh, the price. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's just the way that I chose to do that. Um, and yeah, I went from $900 a week to an 120K launch mid-year. <laughs> love this. I love this. And that to me was like, this is why you fucking move before you're ready to move. Mm. It's sort of the energy of like, don't wait for the thing to be broken to fix it. Fix it before it's broken. Yeah. Okay. All right. Everyone's mm. there like, fuck, I need to outsource. <laughs> <laughs> Even though like this is this is the thing with, with VAs, like outsource two hours a week. If your budget is $100 a week, two hours a week outsource. Get them doing something that you don't want to do anymore. Are they 50 bucks an hour? Well, more. Really? Mm. Depends. It would depend. It would definitely depend on, on who your VA is. Oh, there you go. All right. VA is like a virtual assistant. It's yes. like a personal assistant, yes. right? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Mm. Oh, all right. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting so awkward. <laughs> and she's like, this changes the game for me. <laughs> Like interesting. <laughs> Somebody emailed me yesterday and was like, "Hey, would you like me to edit your podcast?" I was like, "Rob, hello, <laughs> like, yeah, I do. Yeah, outsourcing this could be your next level. It could be. I just, I just enjoy it at the same time. Mm. And then I'm like, do we have bigger fish to fry? Well, this is it. This and is it. It's just like a discernment piece when you're like, mm, I'm ready, and you potentially might not be like, I'm ready, but you're like, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm just I'm this much ready, and I have to do the thing. Mm, okay, all right. Let me just check if there's any any of the hot and burning questions. Hot and burning questions. <laughs> Literally, we've just nailed this. Okay. <clears throat> oh, I would actually really love to know how do you? <laughs> I love this laptop situation. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, I got another one. Uh, I would love to know what mm. is your definition. Your definition yep. of success. Hmm. Someone goes, oh, you're successful. Yeah. I feel like it's interesting because once upon a time I would go on, oh, well, you're rich. 
right? You're rich, you've, you've built success, you've built wealth. And whilst I still believe that falls under success as, you know, a definition, it's I'm successful if I'm happy, if I'm healthy, if my body is functioning properly, if my brain is working, if my relationships are thriving and I'm living the life that I want to live, right? So for me, success ultimately looks like freedom in every sense of the word. Like freedom for me is is number one core value. I want financial freedom. I want time freedom. I want um, freedom energetically. I want freedom within my relationships, freedom within my routines. And when I have achieved that, I'm good. Mic drop. <laughs> mm. That's good. Mm. I like it. Yeah, I think a lot of people think it's financial success, but yeah. I agree with all of that because mm. I was trying to define my own version of success <laughs> as well. I should flip it on you. What's your <laughs> definition of success? I'm the okay, interviewer well, now. <laughs> I know, but, well, Riley has a podcast, by the way, guys. I do. Yeah, so go check it out. Um, yeah, I would feel, yeah, I would, in the simplest way, it's like doing what you want to be doing and mm. enjoying that thing. Because a lot of people, yeah, get to where they think they want to be and then they're there and they're like, actually, mm. this isn't as good as I thought it was. But then yesterday when I was on my run, I was just running and I was just like, no, I, I'm successful right now. I was like, I don't need to wait until I'm earning X amount of money from my stuff. Like I am successful now because I've created – a life and a living situation yeah. where I get to earn money, but I also get to be flexible. Like it's a Thursday where on a podcast, you know, where I get to earn good money, but it's flexible and I choose, you know, my hours. And then I have beautiful relationships, my health and fitness, and I get to have a beautiful community, you know? And I'm like, yeah, it's small, but I love it. Mm, but exactly like what, how big does a success have to be? It's all dependent on, on the measurement and the scale that that exists for you and I think yeah if I'm living a life in alignment with my values I've made it bang mm. you've Love already it. made it yeah we're yeah. both successful we're successful mm. it's a Thursday Thursday and we're successful <laughs> I was leaving Love the house it. today and I was like Tuesday <clears throat> and dad was like it's Thursday I was like yeah cool thanks you're like <laughs> okay Tuesday. noted <laughs> Love it um what is one of your goals this year Mm. business goals and personal goals yeah business I I mean I would just love to create more impact like it sounds silly but I would love to scale business I would love to do more in-person events I'd love to do more in-person retreats um yeah just really send it like that that's kind of the energy where it's not really this one thing that I want to do but I have a vision for where my business is going and it's a long-term vision and I'm excited to be putting things into place to make that actually happen and really treating my business like a business in terms of you know I'm going to employ staff this year and just different things like that and and it's going to be it's going to be bigger and better bigger and and better and better yeah (laughs) I was gonna go and I was like I don't know lyrics but like I get you (laughs) I get you probably really wrong (laughs) no yeah so that's my goal I guess business wise and then personal would be just connection and just enjoying the season I'm in so my partner right now is overseas um living overseas living there what's he doing yeah he's living in New Zealand so he's studying Maori what? Language. So yeah. random. Yeah. And working over there, um, which is just he's back home. Like he's just in his home oh, doing so his he's Yeah, he's just moved home. Um, for nine months. So I go over there next 
Thursday for two and a half weeks and I'm kind of going to be coming and going a lot from New Zealand and then I'm also going to Europe mid-year still doing the business thing and and just it's just going to be a lot so I'm just navigating like the the shift in my routine and the challenge because it's obviously just something that's new but I'm here for it and so far so good the shift of routine of like Mm. you're going to be in Paris and running a masterclass Mm. and then New Zealand and just like all the different yeah. yeah yeah literally it's just a lot of yeah it's just a lot of change and I think it's so interesting because it's like ego right threatened when you're being challenged or things are new and I'm like hmm most things are new this year so it's just it's cool to witness myself and all of it and see where I you know make things a problem when they're not really a problem or I want to make things bigger than they are or I'm minimizing things or different things like that but overall I'm just like rolling with the punches essentially this year in the best way possible and I'm having a great time so far so I'm excited to get over there and see him because this would have been our longest time apart in eight years Eight years yeah. you've been dating. Yeah. I can't do math. How old were you when you first? 14. <laughs> 14? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. The evolution mm. you the guys evolution. have been through. Yeah, grade nine till now. Mm. Wow. Mm. Yeah, you must be very excited to see him. I'm very excited to see him. Oh, You know so, what yeah. they say, distance mm. makes the heart Not fonder. Yeah, I mean, maybe we needed it. Maybe yeah. we needed it, but yeah. no, it'll be cool. Surely. Okay, mm. I love that. Okay, so we wrap up each podcast with the fast five. Um, I say fast five, but it ends up Never not fast. really being fast. <laughs> yeah, Except anyway. we riff for 10 minutes. Yeah, literally, time. but it's fine. Um, are you up for this challenge? I'm. Yeah, I'm going to make it fast. Acting like you <laughs> haven't been answering questions the whole, the whole time. time. <laughs> okay, the first question I have for you is mm. if you woke up tomorrow, you had zero dollar dues in the bank, you had zero followers, all of that, you had to start from scratch. No one knows who Riley May is, but mm. you you remember everything you've learned and everything you've done. What would you do to build back your empire in the quickest period of time? Mm. I would get straight back on Instagram. I would get straight into podcasting and I would be hyper-focused on building my community. Like selling, 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 pumping out content after content after content, um, getting my foot in the door with people and, and doing things that don't cost me a cent. Yeah. As in utilizing my mind and maybe I need a phone charger so it doesn't die. But that would be that, that would be all I need. So, so pump out free valuable content to build the community 100%. and build the trust. Yeah. And yeah. then once you've built it, would you then start selling or would you have stuff selling? I, I think selling would look like free stuff initially in terms of you're not even selling, but you're just promoting things to get people in the door and giving value. And podcasts, I think, is a really, really good place to do that. Yeah. Yeah, mm. for sure. Because then people build trust. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I, I hear this person every week. I totally. Yeah. I trust them. Yeah, completely. Okay. Mm. Mm, love that. All right. If you could go back to little Riley, mm. um, just graduated school, Riley, mm. what advice would you give her during this journey? Trust the pull that you have to do what you want to do and just fucking send it. <laughs> trust the pull. Yeah, trust the pool and send it. Love it. Mm. Love it. Okay. Mm. What is your favorite quote? Oh. Or saying? Choose the better thinking thought. Mm. Bang. Mm. I love that. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I love that because it's just, yeah. 
Yeah, because yeah. your brain can sometimes say shit and then you can go, thank you, brain. Can you bring mm-hmm. me a helpful thought? And then you can choose the better thought. Choose it. And, and humans it's have funny. the power of choice and we pretend we don't. We do, don't we? We have that old chestnut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little little tool in the toolkit. The power of choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. <clears throat> what is – are you a reader, actually, before I answer, ask this question? I'm not, but ask me it. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. What's your favourite book you've ever favorite read? Favourite book I've ever read. This is so funny because I reckon I've read, like, five books in my entire life. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh! What's or you, or you can Atomic say Habits? I read classic, classic, <laughs> very um, early stage personal development. Yeah, it's love. like the entry level. Yeah, um, loved it. <laughs> From good. one of the books I read, loved it. So, yeah, I'm not a reader. I'm more like podcast vibe. But even then, I'm very like I, I would say some of my favorite content has been from mentors and coaches I've learned from. So, it, it doesn't really translate into like a book or something, but. I need to get a Kindle and I'll get into it. It's just... Dude, Kindles are the best. I know. I know. I actually might get one today. Do it. I'll do it. Do you know what? This is so lazy, but my favorite thing about Kindle is that it has a backlight. So you can turn off your lights at night and be reading. And then when you're ready to go to bed, you just turn it off and the lights are all off already. It's good. No, I I love it. I know that's lazy, but you know, when you're tired and falling asleep reading a book, you just get up and turn the light off. Well, yeah. And then the lights make you tired. Like I think reading at times has had too much resistance for me. It's like, yeah, I've got to hold it up. It's not comfortable on your side. Like this this is just transparency flipping the pages like there's just a lot about it that I'm like oh but a kindle and you'll need it for your travels as well because I will I will then bringing on the books we've already just yeah we've already (laughs) (laughs) we know the things oh I'm not sure what question we're on are we on three or four yeah three I think okay (laughs) I think I think book was number three oh okay okay (laughs) what is the biggest business failure you've had Mm. So I don't believe in the concept of failing. Okay. Only because I think failure is a construct that keeps us small. And to me, if I walk away from something and I haven't learned something, then I failed, but I've learned something from everything I've done. So I can never fail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I agree with that because I always Mm. think like, how is it failing though? If it sends you in a different direction, that is where you're meant to go. Yeah. Yeah. And so many of us fear failure but in my mind, if failure can't exist, if it's not a thing, then what do I fear? Nothing. Fear itself. <laughs> mm. Okay. But it's interesting. So is there something though in your business career where you thought it was going to be a quote unquote success and it flopped? No. Oh shit. All right. <laughs> no. And, and not, not, it's funny. Cause I don't say that in the sense that like, Oh, I've never had something not do as well as I thought, but I don't, I've never seen anything I've done as a failure. Or something that's not worked or not been productive or not been good. I would just say I've always learned something and it's always it, – I would just look back at things and go, oh, I could have done that more efficiently. Yeah. But it's not a failure. No, or even a it. massive thing that kind of, um, yeah, sent me into a spiral or anything like that. So, no. Okay. I would just say invest earlier. Like invest in yourself or in, yeah, in, in my S&P business. Yeah. Business myself earlier. Mm. Somebody yeah. was like, you can invest in the SMP 500 or you can invest in the SM me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. SM me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only at a stage now where I've built the, the wealth and the money that I have where I'm like, okay, I'll invest in property. Yeah. Up until this point, it's all me. I'm my safest bet. Mm. 
because I'm with my mind for life. Totally. If I invest 50K in myself, I can make that 300. I can't guarantee anything else will do that for me. Mm. People don't look at it like that. No, no. They'd be like, holy freaking schnitzels. Mm. Yeah. Do you have a financial advisor? No. No. Not so, currently. No. No, no, no. But do you have like a, no. an accountant that helps yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Outsource. Okay. <laughs> of, of course, course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. But this year will be the time where I do look to invest in more tangible things. <laughs> yes, very nice. Mm. Like house shopping. Yeah, house shopping, commercial property. I don't know yet. Ooh, we'll see if there's any real estate agents listening. Yeah, hit Maybe. Me up. Hit up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to get so many scammers. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm thanks a lot, the Andy. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, who, who's your audience? <laughs> They're beautiful. Um, the last question I have for you. So a lot of our listeners, all of our listeners, as mm. I said, are beautiful people. They're not scary. <laughs> and they are here because they want to learn and grow alongside with me. So if you could embed a belief or a habit, something in their minds to better themselves, what would it be? It sounds so silly because I've said that a gazillion times this potty. Invest in yourself. <laughs> invest in yourself, time, energy, money. Because I think we always think invest with like the, the monetary exchange or transaction. Like no, invest in yourself from a time perspective, from an energy perspective. It's like there's so much free content, free resources out there. Are you utilizing them? Um, like are you investing the time and the energy into things that are actually going to serve you and propel you forward or are you not? And I think we miss that. We mm-hmm. miss the part where it's like there are so many ways you can invest outside of money and when you have the money invest in yourself yeah okay that's cool because you're not saying like go and invest 6k if that's not what you have no start with what you no invest 50 dollars in a master class watch it a hundred times until you can make the next next investment like it's not always shiny object syndrome and the next best thing and the big thing and the expensive thing it's like no where are you at what would make sense and how can you actually move from that place Perfect. I'm sorry. I have a follow-up question for the <laughs> listeners. If they're like, cool, I want to learn for free at first. What are some good maybe podcasts that you like to listen to that they can learn from? Mm. Apart from the Rally Made podcast that they can learn. Yeah, I think Do You Fucking Mind by Alexis is amazing. Oh, I think, yeah, so good. She's got incredible just perspectives and opinions and... And science. Yeah, science. Like, it's just amazing. Like, I just love the way her, her mind works. Um God, I would have to, I would have to even just send you a little list, but I feel like just find the people that expand you and just consume it, consume it, be around it, be a part of the conversations and just watch your whole entire life change. Bang. All right. We're going to finish there. Thank you so much. It's been a vibe. (laughs) I felt the like, you know, the energy, like Mm. just get better and better throughout this podcast because it's the first time Riley and I are meeting in person. I know. It doesn't feel like it though. It does not feel like the first time I met a person. Like I was like, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hey, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) We see each other every week. I know. I know. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've loved it. My pleasure. Um, If people want to find you, where can they find you? Um, on Instagram, just at Riley May Coaching, and then podcast is Riley May Podcast. <laughs> I was like, no coaching in that that no, title. Just Riley May one. Podcast. Her yeah. podcast is really good. I enjoy it. Thank it's you. what helped me be like, oh yeah, I want to invest in this person because it helped me mm. be like, oh, we have very similar values and how we think. I think so. Yeah, I was like, yeah, cool. So it really did help. Mm. 
Good to know. There you go. Yeah. Just, uh, just to let you know. Amazing. Because there's so many different coaches out there. There are. Um, thank mm. you guys for listening once again for clicking on podcasts where you're going to learn and grow. You guys are investing right now. In they, are. they are. Time, energy. All of the things. All of the things. If you guys did get something from it, it would mean the world if you please left a review. You can click the five stars if you're feeling crazy. If you want to be even crazier, you can screenshot <laughs> it, put it on your story and tag us. You can tag the podcast at Attitudes with Andy or my personal Andy.bentley underscore. And I'll see you guys next week for another episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>